This is Feed, Play, Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. Breastfeeding, for me, took me to around five kilos under my usual body weight. But in my mother's group, we all had really different experiences after birth in how our bodies changed. One thing that I know from personal experience is that it can be really hard to accept your new body. So while you might think being five kilos under body weight, yeah, I did feel like, oh, I can buy size six jeans and that's great. That changed very quickly. But there were other parts of my body that I did not accept. You know, we do, regardless of the weight we lose, become a lot curvier. We might be, let's be positive, less taut you know, saggy. But these are differences to how we were before, and it can be hard to accept your new body as it is. Kathleen Murphy is a mum, clinical naturopath, and lecturer in health science. She's passionate about helping new mums nurture and embrace their bodies post-birth. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? Good, thank you. If you had to tell an expecting mum how her body might change after birth, what would you say to her? Well... She's probably already expecting the engorged breasts and everything associated with breastfeeding. She might not be aware that she'll still have a belly for some period of time, months sometimes, but certainly days and weeks after the baby has come out. You often still look pregnant, even though you feel much lighter. And the hormones, I think, are something that people don't quite take into account until they are experiencing the... uh, the rush or the rather rush out of progesterone and the low moods or the flushing of heat and fevers or uh, the um, change in their physical and emotional health as their milk is coming in. So I think painting a realistic picture about the different changes that happen to your body that make you feel a little bit out of control, that aren't negative, that aren't Mm. negative at all. but which are outside of the images that you often see in media, which is mostly around beautiful pregnant bumps and then after the baby's born, beautiful newborn babies and bosomy women. And if you see their full body, it's back to a pre-pregnancy shape, which is not realistic for most people. And I've got to say, before I remember when my um, neighbour got pregnant before I had my own children, and she, she was breastfeeding. I went up to see her and I was surprised she still had her pregnancy belly. And yeah. I was in my 30s. Yeah. How, how I managed to not know that that bump doesn't go down for a while is yeah. beyond me. Well, but you're right, it's in the media, isn't it? Yeah, and we don't – I mean, people have don't have such big families generally. So you're not as exposed to women having babies and being – and being around women who've just had babies, so, I mean, some people are, but a lot of people aren't until they're having their own babies. And so it might be the first time they've come across it in the days after their own baby is born, which can be a bit of a shock. And it's also um, a time when, for me at least, I was just completely focused on keeping my child alive yeah. and thinking that I was doing multiple things wrong and um, sleep deprived and yeah. caught in this weird kind of, I don't know, cloudy bubble of beautiful joy because I loved my daughter and it was amazing, but also finding my own way mm. looking after her. 
that I wasn't really conscious of those things that were happening in my body. Mm-hmm. And I'd been warned about the, um, I think, was it four days after the baby blues? Yep. But I remember walking outside and my neighbor saying, oh, how are you going? And I was thinking I was fine. Mm-hmm. And I just went, I'm <laughs> and cried for like, she poor woman. She hadn't ever had kids. She was just standing there looking at me and I just kept crying. I'm going, I'm fine. So yeah. you're really not in a headspace to think about yourself, are you? No. Yeah, your whole focus and attention moves to that little human that you've just created and pushed out of yourself, quite rightly, because that's the survival instinct for them. Um, but setting realistic not realistic expectations, but understanding how to do self-care when all of your focus is moved away from yourself by setting things up before you have the baby and ensuring that you have people around you to support you is really important, I think. Or just to know what, even just to know what's going to happen so that you're not surprised if you talk to your neighbour on the street and a big wave of emotion comes over you. I was just talking to a, um, a really good friend of mine who's had her first baby the other day and I was saying to her when my daughter was born, because you've been huge with this child and then you know, bumps and everything aside, you just feel so much lighter because you've lost the baby, you lost lost the placenta and you've lost a lot of fluid. So you think, oh my God, that's so amazing. And I was talking to one of my neighbours like a couple of days afterwards who works in fashion and I was saying to her, I think I'm nearly back to normal. I just feel back to my normal body. And I watched her face and I was like, oh, maybe I'm not. And when I look back on photos that time, I'm like, no way, I still had the bump. Of course I didn't look the same. But um, from my perspective, I had no, I was sort of, I had, I was all over the place with what I was thinking and how I was feeling. And I'm someone who works in this area and knows it. So, you know. It's a big adjustment. <laughs> yeah. So if we are talking about that immediate stage after birth mm-hmm. and um, we're talking about self-care, what does it look like? What does good self-care look like for new mums? So I think um, protecting yourself physically but also it sounds a bit out there but emotionally and spiritually like creating a little nest I know some people actually like a lot of visitors and if that's what makes you feel safe and loved and supported then have people around but for most women that I have spoken to and know it's actually quite stressful the influx of even colleagues not even immediate family family friends acquaintances neighbors colleagues who are so excited about the baby but come in and encroach on the space and want cups of tea made and all of that kind of thing and breastfeeding sorry there was no way i was going to breastfeed in front of my work colleagues when i was learning yeah exactly i mean you might get comfortable later but when you're flopping your boob around trying to get it in your baby's mouth. Especially that first time. It's, <laughs> and your boobs are engorged so yeah. they don't look nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, so I think, yeah, creating that uh, like a, a comfortable safe space is really important and whether that's, you know, if you had the baby and you're staying in hospital there or um, if you're back at home there or if you're in a, another, in, you know, some people go and stay in um, like maternity hospitals or hotels. I was speaking to another woman who's uh, doing an extended stay in a hotel after her baby is born. But putting limits around who can come and what they can do, making sure that the people who are in your space are on the same page as you and are really focused on supporting you, the mum, and looking after you, making sure that there's good food available and lots of fluid and minimising stress and exposure to stressors, including stressful people, um, as much as possible. I know that, you know, I've got two kids and sometimes you think with the second, you know what's going on. But I've got to say, only since doing this job here at Kindling and speaking to people like yourself, have I thought, 
oh my God, why, did, why didn't I get that kind of support? Why didn't yeah. I try and set up those things? And I think uh, I'm just anecdotally, I feel that sometimes if it's your second, you think I should be on top of it. Mm. Even though it's physically and emotionally, you're still going through all the stuff, plus you've got your other child to yeah. think about. Um, and there's this idea as mums that we think we have to cope and cope alone. Yeah, that's a big one, I think, that um, showing that you can do it all and slipping right back into your normal life. Women are praised for slipping back into where they were before, being out on the school run, you know, definitely the physical attributes people praise women for and that varies so much from person to person depending on um their own physicality and health, when really this is a time, you know, it's often described as a fourth trimester for the baby because it's a big adjustment to life on the outside, but it's also the fourth trimester for the mum because she is adjusting to motherhood and the transition, even if it's your second, third or fourth time, it's different every time, there are different things pulling at you, Um, as well as the physical adjustments while your hormones level out and you work out how to breastfeed and your weight changes and your, you know, your moods are all over the place. it's really difficult for people to uh, s- like really slip right into that. People who say that they are, um, I mean, some people do, but a lot of people, women, really struggle but don't have the support around them but don't know that other people are struggling and so don't speak about it until it's quite severe. Yeah, exactly. And it just doesn't make sense no. when you reflect on yeah. how you could make it a lot easier for yourself. Yeah. I just wanted to pick up on something yeah. that you said earlier um, in terms of when we expect people to slip back into where they were mm-hmm. and how we praise people. So I mentioned in the introduction that both times when I breastfed my children, I lost I, I was lost so much weight mm-hmm. um, and people would often comment on how incredible I looked, which of course the ego is like, yeah, yeah. And <sighs> I did go out and buy size six pants, which I can no longer fit into. But at the same time, it it doesn't send a good message, does it? That, um, in fact, I was okay because I was eating a lot of pastries. <laughs> it's probably not good for a naturopath <laughs> to hear that, but I was eating a lot. I wasn't um, starving myself. Mm. But if I was around another mother who didn't have that kind of response from breastfeeding, then what kind of message does it send to her to say, oh, don't you look fabulous? Yeah. You know? You're looking under, you're underweight, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, I mean, I think that's a bigger conversation also about what we um, view as beautiful and ideal with women's shapes. But certainly it's not being realistic. Or not not being realistic because some people do, the, the weight shears off them when they're breastfeeding. I was certainly one of those women and was in the same boat where people would say, you look amazing in togs, you look this, you look that. But actually my body had completely changed and being thin doesn't equate with being healthy physically, emotionally, or mentally. It can do, but it doesn't necessarily. But on the uh, surface, that seems so lovely looking and it fits in with that image that we're often fed back from social media and media and what have you. Uh, but if if you are a mum that is breastfeeding and is not shearing off the weight, that's actually really common and there are lots of different reasons for that. And it's not abnormal and you... Not that women are shamed for it, but you shouldn't feel bad or ashamed and you shouldn't feel less beautiful or less amazing because, I mean, that's the message that keeps getting put out there. 
or that I try and put out there and there's organisations like Fourth Tribe Bodies and stuff like that that are promoting uh, how phenomenal it is to grow another human and make another human and actually we should be remembering how incredible that is and celebrating that and What's more important is not just how you look, but how strong and healthy and well you are. Somebody said to me that theory of, well, your body has changed because you made a human. Why would you expect it to be the same? But even further on from that, this is part of sort of moving into being a mother and accepting that what your body has done is a great thing Mm. and this is a sign of it. All the stretch marks, all the curves, all the saggy bits, they're they they created that child, you know, yes, yes. and it was it was what I find interesting about that is that it was probably two years after the birth of my last child that that conversation started happening and I started thinking about it. Whereas I think when you're pregnant, mm. you you are taught to celebrate the body that's ha- changing yes. because it's carrying a baby. Yes. And then we stop celebrating it once the baby has come. I think that's such a good point. That's a really good way to put it. What's the best way to get back to feeling healthy, feeling Mm -hmm. strong, feeling confident? Uh, I guess there's a few different ways and it depends on the person and what's important to them. Maybe looking at their physical health is important, but it's not just about appearing a certain way. It's looking at those other markers of health, which is energy or lack thereof, um, emotional stability, appetite or um, digestive cues. Are they hungry? Do they digest foods well? Do they take joy not only in foods, but in other parts of their life? Trying to use other markers to guide what's important in your life and to find those factors that are important that also show you that you're valuable apart from your appearance. Kathleen, thank you so much for your time today. That's Kathleen Murphy. She's a naturopath with Mama Care Health. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.